0: You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny. So today I am joined by Helena. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So let's jump right into it. How long have you uh, been in the sex industry? Um, I started about, it's going to be two years since March. So you're kind of like exiting your baby stripper time and you're becoming a full-fledged (laughs) – you've gotten your badge. (laughs) Awesome. So how did you – well, first, what avenues do you work in? So I currently do
1: just PR work. So for those that are not aware what that is, it's kind of just like working parties and giving lap dance. So it's kind of like being a stripper but more in private Mm -hmm. avenues. Um, you don't really have to do stage work or anything like that but there are options to do it and it's more like in for private events like um, birthday parties or stags and stuff like that so like we come to you essentially instead of going to the club yeah it's like strippers yeah. for hire basically yeah
0: yeah <laughs> awesome
1: and then how did you get into it um it was through a friend um, it kind of was by accident I stumbled upon the Instagram page where they like post pictures of girls Mm -hmm. and I was like What's this? And I'm always one of those people that's, like, into get-rich-quick schemes. So, like, my best friend and I... You're, you're a pyramid scheme person? <laughs> no! I'm not a pyramid scheme person where I actually make money. <laughs> I
0: was like, and yeah, this is over.
1: <laughs> um, no, it's, it's um, like, my friend and I, a couple years ago, we heard about sugar babies and sugar daddies, and we were on a seeking arrangement, is it? Yep. And we were on there, and we both made accounts, and we were, you know, interested in it. And we were like trying, like we wanted to make money. Basically, <laughs> we wanted it fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't bring myself to go on any dates. Um, my friend wanted on a couple, and she's like, "No, it's not for me." So then I deleted my account. After a while, I was like, "No, maybe not that." So I was like interested in it, but not really that aspect of it. It just didn't seem interesting to me to have to like go on dates with old guys. Like I wasn't at that point where I felt comfortable doing it. Like. That's very much like a, a deep dive into the sex yeah, work no, for industry sure. for your first especially, time. Especially doing something on your own, like that independent. And I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this doesn't seem safe. I'm probably going to end up being sex trafficked. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Like, I that was just like my assumption of it. So I was like, maybe not. Um, so then when I saw that Instagram page, I followed it. And then the girl that was running it, she messaged me and she's like, are you interested? And I'm like, hmm... Well, what is this? Like, I mm-hmm. was curious. Um, and she explained it to me. And she's like, yeah, you can do bartending. It's, like, topless. Or, you know, you're just, like, providing company for, like, guys or parties or whatever. And um, I was, you know, intrigued. And I asked more questions. I was like, oh, well, bartending. Like, I don't have my bartending license. Like, you're is serving that, it right. Or I don't have my serving <laughs> it right. Like, I can't. She's can't, like, I, they don't care. She's like, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I was like, okay. Um so she ended up booking me for my first party because I was interested and I thought it's not really a big deal. I can try it out if I don't like it. Never have to do it again. It's not a, it's like no loss of mine. I just don't do it again. Um my first party I worked it was probably the best party you could work for your first time. It was a bachelor party. The guys were so respectful. It was like a godsend basically. <laughs> um, and I made close to $500. So it wasn't, you know, like a lot, but mm-hmm. in my world, like having $500 in my hands in cash, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sold. So that's how I first got into it. And then I kind of just kept doing it. And, you know, once you see the money and you see like, you know, like just in my experience with friends, like, we'd go out clubbing. Like, this was before I started. We'd go out clubbing, and then, you know, my friend wanted to sleep with some guy, so we went to his place, and then we were all kind of, like, dancing naked and, like, grinding and stuff, and, like, I don't even like these guys, and I'm doing this for free, so then when I started doing it and making money, I was like, Pfft. like, I don't need to party anymore because I'm actually getting paid to, getting party. Paid to party, and, you know, like, that's the dream, really. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I got started. And, yeah, once I started making the money, I was like,
0: mm-hmm,
1: yeah. not stopping. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and you're not out as a sex worker, correct? No. So I actually have, a like, a career
1: job. And I work, you know, not a typical 9 to 5, but I work five days a week. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like a corporate thing. So I'm not out just for that sake. And, you know, I want to keep that aspect of my life because I – I do want the benefits of it. Um, and obviously, there's there's more to it than just that. Um, there's a whole stigma involved. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just... It's an unfortunate thing, you know, being involved in the sex industry. Like, people think such awful things. right? And it's... It can be, like, really with your family it can be even worse you know like if my mom found out i have no idea what she'd say mm. she could be like oh that's awesome or she could be like oh my god you know so it's mm-hmm. just like something i don't really want to get involved in i'd rather keep it just secret with you know the people that i care and
0: care about and trust yeah yeah how do you go about keeping it a secret cuz i mean we're in Vancouver and as like big as we think Vancouver is, like socially, it's a very small network of people. And it seems like yeah. someone like, you know, that six degrees of separation, Kevin Bacon or whatever it's called. Yeah. Where like, you know, everyone kind of somehow knows someone. Yeah. Um, how do you keep it? How have you protected yourself from being outed?
1: Well, I guess I haven't really done much. Like I, I don't like right now I'm not using my real name. So mm-hmm. like Helena is actually my middle name. Mm -hmm. It's not my real name. So Mm -hmm. um, that's one way. But I think it's just like I don't really know a lot of people personally. So Mm the word hasn't gotten out. And plus, on this side, I do model. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I have like risque photos, it's, you know, part of my portfolio. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking like people might just assume that that's part of it. And I have yet to run into anyone that I know working a PR party. Okay. So, you know, knock on wood that I don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I did,
0: I would hope that they would be able to just keep that to themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think it seems... It's ideally... The same way that workers don't out clients. Clients ideally do not out exactly. workers. Exactly. Yeah, because I could go and do the
1: same thing. If exactly. I knew somebody at a party and they were like, oh, it's you. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's you. <laughs> I'm going to go tell you. your wife. Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. Um, you mentioned that it was one of your friends that uh, kind of – First, was intrigued with you in sex work. Is she still working sex work? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, you actually know her. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to mention her name on here, but <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah. we'll we'll gossip about that later. Yeah. But um, how have you found it being in sex work, making friends, aside from the one you already had established?
1: Um, so making friends as a female in my, like, just in my experience is very hard. I don't have very many close friends. In the world in general, not just sex work. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the, in the sex industry, there's a lot of fake friends. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard to make friends in general. You know, like I don't, I'm a very introverted person. Mm -hmm. And then in the industry, like there's a lot of, um, look at me attitude, Mm -hmm. like alpha female attitude. Mm -hmm. And I don't really fuck with that. So I kind of just keep to myself. Like, I'll socialize here and there with some girls, but I try not to. And then just for the people that know that I'm a sex worker that I'm friends with or was friends with before I became a sex worker, I've actually lost a few friends. Um, it, we, it's sometimes jealousy or, like, they don't agree with what I do or, you know, whatever it is that they've got going on. Um, we've just kind of, like, went our separate ways for the health of both of ourselves. Like, we, mm-hmm. you know, like, if she's jealous and criticizing what I do it's not good for her and it's not good for me so it kind of separated myself from her um we still talk but it's not like good friends anymore mm-hmm. and like how can you be good friends with someone that's like oh I saw that picture it looks really slutty like mm-hmm. you can't be
0: friends with someone yeah, like, someone's like that you. yeah exactly definitely um so would you say when you in quotes came out as a sex worker to friends that you were mm-hmm. close with was the majority of them, like, positively responsive, or were they quite, like, negative responses you got?
1: Um, I think it... Because I haven't come out to very many people, so um, some of them, like, were concerned, and some of them were, uh, like, you know, just, like, giving me that negative attitude of, like, oh, slut-shaming. Um, and then some are also turning out to be sex workers in secret. So I'm like, Okay! <laughs>
0: They were when you came out to them? They were yeah, they are like, yeah, I do
1: this too. And I'm like, okay, that's, yeah. you know, that's something I had no idea. Um, so it's kind of in a mixed bag of things. And um, I find, you know, like it just depends on the person. Like my best friend, she would never do this. And she actually worked a party with me once. Um, and she's like, nope, not for me. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um but she supports me. She's like, yeah, just, you know, do what makes you happy as long as you're, you know, safe and you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't really get it, of course. Mm-hmm. You, how can you if mm-hmm. you're not doing it? But she's supportive, I'd say. Yeah. So mixed bag with people.
0: Just depends. Mm-hmm. And I think I've, I've expressed this before on the podcast as well. I found, like, I'm obviously very open about it in my um, personal life
1: mm-hmm.
0: as well. And I find... Um, because I don't hold space for people that are judgy of female sexuality, yeah. that I found it was a blessing to be that open in the sense where it's almost like, for lack of a better term, like the trash took itself out. Yeah. Where like, hey, if you don't agree with what I'm doing with my life, like we're probably going to disagree on a lot of things. Yeah. And we don't, this relationship probably doesn't have much longevity anyways. Yeah. Um, but I definitely understand and empathize with people who feel it's best... For them to keep it quiet, especially because mm-hmm. unfortunately there is so much stigma around yeah. the industry and that stigma can really come back and bite you in the ass. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. even yeah. for myself, when I, um, you know, talked about the burns on my legs and that mm-hmm. was on city TV and CTV and yeah, it was everywhere. Remember. Yeah. Um, Every article mentioned that I'm a stripper. Yeah. So now I have to know that anytime I apply for an apartment, apply for a job, if they Google my name, yeah. like, the first thing that's going to come up is stripper, sues, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, um, and I'm just like, uh like, yeah, like, I, I don't regret coming forward because I think it was yeah. something to be talked about. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate that I know how that will be met by a lot of people with mm-hmm. really negative, um, negative stigma.
1: Yeah, and it was met with that, though, because even, like, it said that in the article and then the comments, they're like, oh, "Oh, my God, like, she spent this much money on... Laser hair removal. Like, what about the starving
0: children? It's oh like, okay, my god, that's like. What favorite. did
1: you do for yeah, the starving children? I know. <laughs> but like,
0: also too, like, are they going to eat my leg hair? Like, what is what is my leg? Or have to do the starving children? Yeah, like, I guess yeah. they're maybe talking about the money or something. Yeah, I should. Have, yeah, yeah, I should have but, spent the money on all the dead dying kids. Yeah, but, but um, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's just it's just like
1: mindless comments. Of, yeah. Like, oh, just, the comments yeah. were
0: insane. <laughs> um, yeah, it was crazy. I I read them just because I like to read things and whatever yeah. and most of them were laughable because you know you look at the people that are commenting and you're like okay like you just you hate yourself like the way they yeah they're the same people that um I spoke about this I think on the podcast or maybe just in my personal life I was talking to one of the, an- the an- news anchors and I was talking to her and or the reporters sorry and I said to her because it was um I think it was my second interview so I'd already mm-hmm. seen comments from the first one I was like oh people were like so rude in that first one she's like Trust that they are rude to everyone. Yeah. Apparently, she did an article about a woman, well, about a man. He was, I think, in his forties or fifties, and he had done the tough mutter, and he had, I think, three or five kids. I don't remember all the details now. Yeah. But he died during the tough mutter, and she did an article covering it, um, and interviewed his wife, and um, there are comments on that article being like he deserved to die. It's like that's how disgusting people are. You yeah. could be like motherfucking Teresa, and some asshole in the is gonna like yeah. shame you. So yeah.
1: you know, with <laughs> that,
0: that knowledge, you just gotta take it with yeah. a grain of salt. These these comments, you know, mm-hmm. some were like, "She has man legs. She's too ugly to be a dancer." Like, I would never watch her set. Like, blah blah. blah. Well, it's obviously,
1: like, you're making money.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> someone watch it. So I'm okay with losing losing you.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, so people are savage. Um, yeah. But speaking of shitty people. Um, the dating scene in Vancouver is mm-hmm. pretty fucking shitty. <laughs> yes, I think for everyone. But uh, dating as a sex worker can be really hard. Uh, how have you navigated that, or how do you navigate that, or do you not even fuck with it?
1: <laughs> um. So
0: I was with some guy for. I say some guy, but we were, you know,
1: like pretty serious for several months and like we met in the summer and he was amazing, like so good to me and treated me really well. And we got along very well. We're like a very similar vibe and mentality. Um, but he was having issues with me being a sex worker. Like he just didn't like the thought of it. And, you know, also I, I, I have an exception as well. I struggle with endometriosis, so Mm. I also can't have sex. Um, So, you know, like, he, in his eyes, I was going to work shaking my ass for money and flirting, and then I, you know, see him and we couldn't have sex, and he Mm -hmm. was kind of seeing an imbalance there. Um, And so we kind of took a break because it was getting too much with his insecurities.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And then we ended up... um, kind of getting back together so we are back together now and um we're both in therapy so we're both kind of working on ourselves I'm receiving treatment for my chronic illness Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and that's the thing that some people don't understand is it's a chronic illness there's no cure it's treatment Mm -hmm. but there's no cure Mm -hmm. um and so we since we got back together we actually haven't been able to have sex I'm trying to take things slow and he is as well but We're mainly just focusing more on, like, the friendship aspect. Mm -hmm. But when you, you know, look at it as a whole, dating as a sex worker, um, as I I was casually dating, I didn't want to come out. And, you know, like, when is the right time to say it, really? Because guys will either think two things. It's hot, and then they'll change their mind. Or they're going to, right off the bat, just be like, okay, no. Mm -hmm. so but both things lead to one thing Mm -hmm. it's going to be a no from them and Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of hard because you want them to see you as a person but then they're seeing this whole aspect of you doing this stuff even though it's work they're over shadows yeah it's somehow like that becomes the focus of what they're thinking and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what has happened with this guy that I'm seeing but so far we've been good but then the thing is is right now I'm not really working because it's slow season Mm -hmm. you know starting to pick up you know because spring and all that but winter time we got back together it was really slow and it's barely working and then you know summer's going to come up so there's going to be a lot more work Mm
0: -hmm. um it might test it um, might test yeah
1: it might test it um you know we're trying to work on communication and that's You know, 50-50. We both have to work together. But the main thing with dating is that guys have this... It's a weird complex. They want a hot, beautiful woman. (laughs) They want it. Mm -hmm. They see it. They're like, I want that. Mm -hmm. And then when they achieve it like a prize, they're like,
0: no. But you can't be hot anymore. You can't be hot (laughs) anymore.
1: Yeah. And it's like... It's a weird thing because they want you to be hot, but then they don't want you to be... To know you're hot. <laughs> to know that you're hot. They don't yeah. want you to use that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to be going out and, you know, showing it off to other people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's just a weird thing where they're... They want to keep you to themselves like a prize. And, like, I'm a person. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel it's... is one of those things where they don't see it from our point of view. And I'm, I try my best to see it from theirs, but, like, they just – they can't see it from our point. So no. it's hard.
0: Right. No, yeah. I completely
1: agree. And I, so I was kind of rambling at the no, end No, no, no. <laughs> no,
0: it's totally – I <laughs> totally agree with you in the sense where, like, they want this – They love that their girlfriend gets a lot of attention until it's their girlfriend. And then they don't want you getting any more attention. They don't want you to, like... Yeah. It's almost... Yeah. It's almost like they love that you're hot, but they don't want you to know you're hot or, like, use that to an advantage. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it's a real catch-22. What do you think makes an ideal partner for a sex worker? I mean... it would probably be someone that's non-monogamous because
1: that would be probably ideal. But this is the kicker is like, I'm not into that, right? right? Mm-hmm.
0: So like, I can also understand where and they're to, coming from. And to clarify, you're uh, not, you're, you just do PR, you don't do services. Yeah, PR. I'm
1: just PR. So I don't so fuck you, for cash. Yeah, yeah, so
0: you can be monogamous with someone.
1: Yeah, so I, I can be. And like, but that's the thing is they're in their mind. They think, well, in my guy's mind he thinks that because I'm dancing and you know all that stuff that I'm in a sense you're in this gray area it's like kind of a gray area yeah and so like if I'm gonna be monogamous which I am I expect the same but like in an ideal relationship I feel like the only person the only type of guy that would be interested in this is someone that can also go and screw around, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what they think that I'm doing. Right. But I'm, I'm working. It's not the same. I'm not going and screwing around with a guy that I think is hot. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes, very rarely, there are attractive guys. Yeah. It's not,
0: you know... For your own personal agenda.
1: It's Yeah. It's be, Well, it is because I want money. Yeah, but, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's your job, right? It's yeah. my
1: job, yeah. So, yeah, it's just they're... Not seeing it that way, they're seeing it as like the, the what they're missing out on. Yeah, and they're like, oh, but no, he can't have that. Mm-hmm. It's just for me, and it's like, but I'm making money. Yeah, and it's it's different. I don't see it that way. I don't get turned on. No. I don't like when guys are touching me. I don't like them. Being in my vicinity, I actually yeah. sometimes want to puke on it. It's work. It's work. It's and so, work. And some days, it's really
0: fucking work. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I completely agree with you. I think, well, to me, I've always said to my partners, you know, um, hey, you can fuck girls. You can, you know, send nudes. You can, you know, have a sex phone line. Mm-hmm. You can do all these things, but I want to know that they're paying you for it. Yeah. When it's a job for you, you can do it because I'm doing it because it's a job.
1: You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go
0: fucking guy for free. I'm not going to go give dances for free. I'm not Mm -hmm. going to give photos for free. I think that's cheating. But I think when women are getting paid to do those things and it's work, I think that's a completely separate thing. Absolutely. Um, And I think unless you're a fellow sex worker, they don't fully comprehend how much we can separate those two in our head. When I'm working, I can acknowledge that the guy I'm dancing for is an attractive man. But to me, all I'm thinking about is like, how can I drag this dance out longer to get more money? Yeah. And then what, like, what am I going to eat when I get home? And, like, like, I'm so horny. Like, I can't wait for me and my partner to fuck tonight. Like, you know, like... Yeah. um, To me, it's the same as, like, clocking in at any other job. Mm. And I think a lot of men really can't fathom fucking Mm. a girl and getting paid for it and it being, like, a job.
1: Yeah. So it's when men are in that situation. So say if a guy was getting a lap dance, he's thinking, how can I... Fuck this chick. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to take her home. How am I going to get her number? Like, I want to see her again. Like, he's horny. He's into it. He wants something more. They want more. Yeah. And if a guy was giving a lap dance, it would be kind of the same thing. Like, they'd probably think of it the same way. They don't have that, like, ability to disassociate. Yeah. And it's because it's sexual. Like, it's something in their mind probably just gets triggered and they're more interested. Whereas if I'm giving a dance,
0: I even if I find a guy attractive, like, I know it's work and I'm just like, okay. Thank you for my money. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, aside from actual male strippers, I think, like, someone who's never been in the industry can't fathom disassociation like that. Yeah. Um, that sexual things aren't actually sexual, that it's an act. Yeah. And then it's, like, that it's a paid performance. Exactly. Um, I think for yeah. them that's really hard. But I think it also translates into even just – even a square lifestyle.
1: Mm.
0: Um, Even, you know, before I – started becoming a sex worker and my friends who aren't sex workers, we've talked about it. And, um, sex is often a performance for women. You know, yes. you do the right moans and you make sure like, you're doing your kegels, So it feels tight for them. And your mind's rarely ever on your own sexual gratification, yeah. unfortunately. So I think that might also be why it's a lot easier for women to mm-hmm. disassociate during, yeah. during a sexual environment. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. And yeah, <laughs> so Back when me and you first talked about doing the interview, I put out on the podcast, or on the podcast Instagram, you know, what are some questions people have about mm-hmm. uh, sex work with regards to dating? So we're just going to run through them and kind of give our um, our two cents. So the first one says, "It's damn near impossible dating as a sex worker. It really fucks with your money flow unless you're dating a fucking unicorn." That's one of the, one of the comments someone <laughs> said. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that statement? Um. So she's saying that it. it it fucks with your money flow to mm-hmm. be dating. Yeah, to be in a relationship.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like when I first started dating, I would probably take less jobs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And feel like more
0: guilt. But um, I don't think it should. It shouldn't be like that. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think, um, well, it's just the same as like. I could equate to, like, winter time, you know, when it's, yeah. like, ugly out and you just want to stay home and, like, cuddle with your partner and you don't want to go yeah. to work. When you're in, like, a solid relationship, or not even a solid relationship, just, like, maybe even just um, a codependent relationship, yeah. so maybe a negative relationship, um, I would definitely skip work to be with my partner, especially because we are self-employed. Yes. That it's super easy to be, like, oh, I just want to cuddle in bed or yeah. I just want to, like, you know, stay and watch Netflix or I'm, yeah. like, on a date tonight Um, so I think in that sense, being in a relationship can fuck with your money flow, Mm -hmm. um, because you'd rather be with your partner than a random person at a club or at a, at the PR gig. Mm -hmm. And then also too, I find for myself, if I'm annoyed with my partner, I don't want to go deal with men. Like I'm at my like capacity for dealing with men in my personal life. So I cannot do it in my work life. So that can also fuck with my money flow. Um, so I, and then, yeah, I think it in my experience, it has, unless my partner um, was super supportive. Mm -hmm. And, like, my last partner would drive me gigs all the time. So, that, like, really helped me to work more. Um, That's such an ideal situation.
1: That's what I want my current guy to be doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was good. It was also, like, I have really bad trust issues, right? Mm -hmm. So, in past, when I would work, if I was working Friday, Saturday night, I'd have really bad anxiety about what my partner was doing. Yes. So yep. my partner, knowing that now, he would, um, yeah, he would uh, drive me to the thing and then sit in the car for four hours. Wow. Just so I'd have a peace of mind of like, I know he's in the car, what the fuck's he doing? So yeah, that really that really made it easy for me to go to work. And then, yeah, just like that support of having someone drive you and, yes. be like, and just be able to them be the last person you see before you go, go into the party and, like, as soon as you are done that party, they're there to de- debrief with you. Yeah. It was really, really good um, for, like, my mental health and to force me to work mm-hmm. more. Um, so, yeah, I think, I guess she is kind of right that it does fuck with your flow unless you're dating a unicorn. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. I think I kind of agree with her. <laughs> uh, the next question. I'm a stripper and I'm recently single. I have a date lined up with a guy I met online and I don't know if I should share with him I'm a sex worker or not. Some of my girlfriends say I should, while others say I should wait. What do you suggest? Um, I mean, if she's open and out, then
1: I would just say it right away off the bat. But it's really what she's comfortable with. Like, if it was me, I would first kind of gauge the situation, gauge the guy. Because when you meet someone online and you meet them in person... Sometimes it's like you're sitting down for dinner and you're like, I never want to see this person again. So then why would you tell him? Like, mm-hmm. what's the purpose? But if you're thinking like maybe there's something going on. There's potential. There's definitely. potential. And yeah,
0: maybe, maybe say something. Yeah. Well, it's funny because actually I was speaking with a friend of mine a couple of days ago about this and we kind of said the same thing. It's like, it can be like a win-win or lose-lose in the sense where. Like you mentioned earlier, when someone mm-hmm. knows you're a sex worker, they can usually think, like, well, these are, the, these are the things I've had where, hey, perfect, that's fucking hot. I can brag to my friends. Yeah. And then once you, like, in quotes, beg the stripper, like, you're like, okay, I only really want a relationship with the stripper. Yes. I can't handle it. Or um, they think, like, it's a sex thing right away and they don't take it seriously or at all. Yeah. Um, or they, like, are super judgy and they, like, totally don't even see you as a person anymore. They're just like, a whore. Yeah, and everything you say, they put a negative like connotation on it. Um, so yeah, so it can be like shitty to come out first. You might want to mm-hmm. wait and then be able to like meet them in person. You know, yeah, show you yourself as a person, the way you talk, and they can take all that in, and then say, "Oh, also, I'm like a stripper at the end of the date," because then it doesn't overshadow. Yeah, if that makes sense. That's smart. Um, mm-hmm. I. I would suggest doing it earlier on because if that person does feel some kind of way about a stripper, unless you're that like financially okay with like just not doing your job anymore for someone, um, do you really want to like invest in time and energy to someone and then eventually admit that you're a sex worker and then be like, "Hey, I'm not okay with that? Yeah. And then it's just, it's your waste of time and energy, right? Maybe you become attached to that person. Yeah. Um, That being said, I would not recommend leaving your job uh, for someone. Unless you know that job is there when you come back. Like in PR, you can kind of come back to yes. it. Clubs might not hire you back if you up and leave. So definitely keep that in mind. You might also lose a lot of clients if you are basing your income on regulars that you have. Um, my recommendation, this has always been my rule, is I won't leave my job unless someone is financially compensating me for the money I'm losing. Yes. So the one partner that I did stop working for, you know, he paid me some substantial amount of money per month. To not work, um, and that's the only way I think it's okay for you to ask someone to quit their job. I know I would never ask any of my partners to not work and just you know b- burn through their savings because yeah. I'm insecure, like, yes. So I would definitely recommend women not leaving yeah. their jobs for someone, and that's what I've I did recently
1: with like this current partner is mm-hmm. when we first started dating and we kind of were having a little bit of a spark. I came out to him and I was like, hey, like this is what I do before we move forward are you okay with this and mm-hmm. yeah you know he pretended to be for a while and we had our problems but that I didn't want to get like super involved and mm-hmm. then spring it on him because yeah. that is just like lying essentially and oh, then, yeah. you know causing more problems down the road yeah um so yeah definitely don't leave it for like too long yeah maybe not the first date
0: but you know just yeah it. I think yeah even I think like even just like a week's time to feel each yeah. other out. You kind of get an idea of someone then, and then you can say, "I wouldn't." I wouldn't wait like months, of course, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's just them. In me, obviously, if you're not out and you don't trust them, knowing then yeah. you know that's your prerogative. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's just different for. It's a hard. It's a hard thing to answer because I think it's different for everyone. It's different if, if you live in us, and then you also got to think. There's so much more to it, right? You also have to think, especially if you're in a small town or say yes. no people you know. If you guys were to break up and you're not out, are they going to out you? Are they going to yeah. be catty like that? Yeah. Um, you know, there's, it's, there's a lot of factors, I think, in determining if someone is should be privy to, you know, your um, position as a sex worker. Uh, next question. Has being in sex work impacted your sex drive? Do you find being in this biz, your sex drive is higher or not so, since you're around it so much? Um, so I'm kind of an anomaly in this because I recently started
1: uh, taking – a birth control where it's to control my symptoms of endo, mm-hmm. and so it's completely gotten rid of my sex drive. Mm-hmm. Do
0: so, you know I'm to explain to listeners what endometriosis is, so or endo- how it impacts you?
1: Endometriosis is um, it's a disease that women get where their endometrium tissue grows in. Areas outside of the ut- outside of the uterus. Sorry, I can't speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that happens, um, you can't shed that lining like you would when you have your period. So it kind of just like builds up, and it can show up in random places. Um, it's also been even known to show up like in lungs, for example. Although that's rare. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's usually going to be outside of the uterus or in areas around in the pelvic area. And so yeah, it causes like painful periods, um, lots of symptoms, like painful um, movements. It'll even give me like extreme fatigue and painful sex. Like that was my first indicator is I just, you know, like increasingly over time just couldn't have sex. And my back was always killing me and my legs were hurting and aching. Like basically I felt like I got hit by a car Mm. um, and was just like, couldn't function. So um, that's what endometriosis is and there's no way to cure it. I don't know what stage I'm at because I'm still in the medical appointment stage. Process, of things. Yeah. yeah. The process. So, um, right now I'm on the wait list to get a deep tissue, um, ultrasound. Mm-hmm. So they're going to see exactly where it is, mm-hmm. but I kind of know where it is just based on my symptoms. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you test to see if you have endometriosis? The only way is through a laparoscopy, so they cut holes in your stomach and stick a camera in to go find it. Okay, so you just tell them, hey, I think I might have this, and then they do that. Um, it's not that easy. You have to see a specialist, and they have to diagnose you based on symptoms, and then they want to do the ultrasound. So I've already had one ultrasound done. It's just a regular ultrasound, and they stick a camera up your hoo-ha, mm. jam it in your <laughs> cervix. It Cook. does not feel good. Oh. <laughs> um and they didn't find anything so the next avenue is to do um like an, a deep tissue so that's in a specialist office and that wait list is quite long i've mm-hmm. been on it since september oh, wow and then the wait list to have surgery is long too so mm-hmm. it's, there's no like speedy process yeah. and i still don't 100% know i have it but cuz the only really way to know is to have the camera in your organs mm-hmm. for them to see it physically. Mm-hmm. Um, but just based on my symptoms and the fact that my mom had some issues with it, um, it's pretty clear what I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I forgot what we were talking about before we were talking about my endo. Oh, that's okay.
0: <laughs> so um, if
1: being in the sex industry increases or decreases oh, yes. your sex drive. <laughs> yeah. So I'm currently on um, some birth control for that, so I don't get a period And that's helping with my symptoms. And um, on this birth control, I have no sex drive, basically. So I can't really answer that. But when I first started, I definitely don't think it made me hornier. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. it kind of just, in a sense, maybe, like, turned me off from men, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you just meet so many interesting characters and you're just like, ugh. Mm -hmm. And then you see how men work and you're just like, hmm. Maybe I'm okay being single and just <laughs> making money. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. <laughs> making them fat stacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, Yeah, being in sex work for me, I don't – part of it 100% was the clientele. You know, being – not even that they're negative, but being around male energy. Yes. I feel like that was very draining to me that yeah. I just needed – I needed space in my life where I wasn't around men. Yeah. I didn't need to act. I didn't need to, like, be sexy. And I think that's partly what I kind of warn my boyfriends to be, so if I, if I, especially in December where I work a lot. At the end of December, I'm like wearing, well, I always wear sweatpants every fucking day. But like I'm <laughs> sure as hell, like I'm not dressing up to go anywhere. I'm wearing sweatpants and hoodies. I'm not doing a stint of makeup. Like yeah. I am putting literally no energy in being an attractive female at this point because I need to be paid to do that. And I'm just yeah. exhausted, right? you exhausted <laughs> giving that um, feminine energy. To masculine energy so yeah. I think that's more so where it's impacted me is like how much I lean into my feminism at home if that makes sense yeah um I feel like that I'm I really have to give all of that at work you know yeah. flirty and sexual and you know the sexy eyes and biting my lip That when I'm home I'm like what the fuck do you want <laughs> like yeah actually um, now
1: that you mentioned that I, that's probably why right now I'm not wearing any makeup because I yeah. just can't give a fuck <laughs> yeah
0: yeah know it's true and I think too like I always joke to my partner that you know when guys are like oh, I can't wait to get a stripper you think we're wearing like our lingerie and our heels at home and we're actually wearing you know like stained sweatpants and like, yeah. <laughs> like in like grandma slippers like yeah. you know like it's like the actual like facade falls away as soon as we yeah. like enter the home um but I think I think that's more my sex drive has always been super high I've ever since I was, like, a kid, I've always had, like, you know, I was masturbating all the time as a child, yeah. and, you know, in a perfect relationship, I'd like to have sex once a day at least, yeah. like, um, I don't think that really is impacted by my work unless I have um, uh, a really negative experience at work, like, if a man yeah. were to violate my my comfort zone um, or violate me in some way, then I
1: mm-hmm.
0: wouldn't want that. But then also, even that saying that, it depends on my mood. Like, some days when I have a really bad day at work and men are, like, you know, trying to finger my asshole or something (laughs) while I'm doing a dance, um, then I do want to come home and, like, in quotes, like, make love and be cheesy with a partner Mm because I want that to balance the, like, negative male attention I just received. I want, like, a really caring, loving moment to kind of balance it. So, I don't know necessarily that sex work has change my sex drive i think it just maybe it makes me more aware of what i need for my partner when i come home yes
1: i i definitely agree with that yeah and then just to speak on that how you're talking about your when you're working there's guys trying to finger your ass and then you want like more love when you come home yeah i think that's another thing is that guys when they're starting to date a stripper they are thinking oh like cool i'm gonna have all these like kinky sex yeah, acts yeah. and like Balancing all my fantasies my dick like, yeah, all her friends are
0: going to come over and they're going to fuck them all. Um,
1: but then in reality like we're actually like just wanting someone when we come home to just love and nurture us yeah. and have that aspect and we don't want to be Banged from behind mm-hmm. up against a wall, yeah. You chair press. pulled yeah, yeah. Um, of course I do want stars. that too sometimes,
0: but yeah, we do, but you know, like it's not always that, no, exactly. <laughs> and I think, too, like that, I think it spills into a lot of different avenues. Like, um, you know, people make comments, you know, I bet strippers, you know, cheat on their partner, like I couldn't handle I know someone made a comment on one of my Instagram posts once about you know, uh, sex workers having STDs. I'm like, Okay, well, here's the thing. <laughs> most sex workers I know are the cleanest of anyone I know because they're adamant about using condoms because it's their fucking job to stay clean. Yes, You know, it's the squares that mm-hmm. don't use condoms and yeah. then are STD-ridden. Hey, condom use, that's totally your call. But let's not confuse whose, like, sexual health is taken more seriously. It's it's sex workers. Um, so, like, I think it's funny when people, most of these preconceived notions of what a sex worker is like is quite opposite. Like we're not, yeah. you know, like these porn stars at home. Yes, we are sometimes, but I think we really value um romantic intimacy more. Of course. In our personal lives because that's lacking. In our work lives. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um so yeah I always think it's funny when they paint these pictures of like what a sex worker is like yeah. <laughs> at home. And it's like, oh if only you could see us. And me and my friends always joke about that when we're we have a sex worker book club. You know, we all roll up with, like, our messy buns and, like, makeup not done. And, you yeah. know, like, oversized t-shirts. And we're like, oh, I've only, like... When I say it to probably an outside person of a sex worker book club, they probably think, you know, we're all, like, naked and, like, <laughs> touching each other's fake tins. It's like... They no, probably I'm, would be like,
1: okay, yeah, yeah I can yeah. see that. Yeah, and
0: then in, <laughs> in actuality, you know, we're all eating a lot of cheese and, like, <laughs> in oversized t-shirts. <laughs> um, Next question. What's it like dating... A Sex worker, when you're also a sex worker, how is it different? Have you ever dated a sex worker?
1: No, I haven't. Although, I will say, when my boyfriend um, originally was, you know, equating um, him going into work and fucking his boss for a raise to what I do, <laughs> okay, I mean, something along that's a those problematic lines, statement, but okay. something like that. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, he's not exactly word for word, but um, he when he said that, I was like, well, you know what? If you wanted to become a stripper, I'll fucking help you. All the power like, to you. Let's <laughs> do it. Like, I can actually get you involved. Like, mm-hmm. let's get going. And he didn't like that idea.
0: Of course. <laughs> right, yeah. I'll talk the talk. Okay? <laughs>
1: um, but that was just me saying, like, I'm totally down for it. I would have no problems. But, again, it would, you know, like – It would be like in any relationship, you want certain things. So like, I want someone that's going to provide the things that I need. Mm -hmm. And if it's, it's, if a sex worker is going to be, because I, I value monogamy. I want just one partner. So if he's going to be going around and, you know, doing as he pleases and I'm not, then that is not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I want a partner. Would you you be able to
0: date a male prostitute? Would you, would you consider that still monogamy?
1: I would, yeah. I don't know because I'm not – I don't do full service. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I would feel about that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, I try to keep an open mind about everything, and I know work is work. So I would, Mm -hmm. you know, not try to get that in my – like, screw up my point of view. But I don't know how how comfortable I'd feel because I don't do it, you know. Right, right. So it's it's difficult for me to say if I don't actually – Experience that yourself. Experience yeah. it myself. I try to keep a very open mind because I am an open-minded person, and mm-hmm. I'm not like if I decided to to start doing full service, I would expect my partner to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it's one of those things I can't really
0: say. Mm-hmm. Would you have you, or have you dated a yeah? So a my uh, when I first started doing webcam, my partner would do webcam with me. Okay. Um, and then my last partner, I think I've told this on the podcast before, I had a client who wanted to watch me fuck someone. So I was like, well, my boyfriend's free, so i would have sex in front of him. He didn't, he didn't touch himself. He literally just watched from the other room. Okay. Um, so my, my partner was like, I'm a prostitute now. I'm like, well, I guess I'm your pimp then if you're going to call yourself a prostitute. <laughs> like, you're not really frosty. You had sex with your girlfriend. But it made him laugh because he yeah. had But it did kind of honestly help a little bit because it kind of gave him... Um, like a real view of like what sex work is like and that like not all the clients are these like gross, nasty people, you know? Um, and you know, it's not like I'm getting like just done and stuff, you know, like no one touched me. So I think that gave him like a a really good view of what it is when I go to a party. That's like obviously not what happens at every party. Like I do dances, but that was a unique situation. (laughs) Um, but I I've never dated someone, a man, who was a sex worker, aside from, you know, partaking in avenues of sex work with me. Yes. Um, okay. I've dated a girl who was a stripper. And um, I, that worked out really well because, of course, she never judged me for a yes. stripping because she was a stripper. And we could talk about clients and we could talk about the clubs and um, really be that, like, mental support for each mm-hmm. other. Um, so I think, yeah, if I – I don't know how it would be to date a woman who wasn't a stripper – yeah. Um, I know my girlfriends have said that they have had, that are also bi. Uh, I know one in particular, she needed a, a girl who wasn't a stripper, and she had a real problem with my girlfriend being a stripper. I don't know if that would be the same if um, my girlfriend was a, a lesbian, that um, that she wasn't interested in men at all, because I think that's what bothered her partner, was mm. that, like, she could be attracted to these male clients. Okay, yeah. um, I don't know if it was actual act of stripping or more like a fear that her bisexuality could, like... Steer her towards the men or something. Mm, but I see. Yeah, yeah, but um, when I was seeing um, the strippers, yeah, we didn't have issues with each other dancing. It was actually a very supportive situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've never like dated a man who was a sex, who yeah. was a prostitute or something.
1: At least none that have come out to us. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Who knows, right? Like. <laughs> but I, I
1: like that you, you said that um, dating a sex worker, you can be, like, open and they understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, you know, ideally what we're all looking for. So that's, in in retrospect, like, to kind of edit my answer, I'd say... Yeah, like, that would be an ideal situation is if I was dating a sex worker, um, you know, they would be more understanding. Mm-hmm. But, like, still, I, I'm not so sure about the, the full-service part. Like, I would – I'd have to try it out to be able to, to say. Mm-hmm. But No, for sure. Yeah. And have you – have but you've been in open relationships where they – where the guys are sleeping. Uh, none that I knew about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought that you were saying to your boyfriend uh, your most recent –
0: boyfriend the one that you're with that he can go sleep with other people if he was getting paid
1: oh if he yeah. was getting paid yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right if that he you was said. getting paid yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no
0: I, I've okay. been in open relationships I just wasn't privy to that knowledge yeah oh, <laughs> I, I didn't know I've that been in, sleeping around i in a around. secret open relationship <laughs> yeah. before yeah 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 <laughs> only, it was only open one way apparently <laughs> <laughs> yeah. unbeknownst to me no I always I said to them you know hey if you want to fuck around for sure but you better get paid for it yeah because then it's work then it's work to me and then we're not mm. there's no emotions involved and it's work yeah um for me, I don't know. maybe I will explore open relationships one day and see how I feel about it. but I know I'm a very um I can be a very jealous person, and I yes. think a lot of my past had made has made me very untrusting. And I think if you're going to have a successful open relationship, there needs to be um, a large, large amount of trust in each other and a lot of respect. yeah. and I think Absolutely. I'm. I, right now, mentally, I don't think I could give someone that much trust. Yeah. So I don't... That's a lot to do. That's a lot to, to give
1: and take. Right. And to just, just to be in an open relationship, like, I've tried it before, just, like, in kind of a casual thing. And it's, right. And it's one of those things where you really, really spend a lot of time thinking what that other person's doing. And it's, it's not
0: healthy if you're not in the right state of mind. Right. No, I completely agree. Um, and I think, too... I think, like, communication is key, obviously. Yeah. And even with my work, when I'm with my partner, especially this last one, I was, I was very open with him when asked. And that was, like, the best rule for us. Yeah. I said, you know, I won't hide anything I do about my work. You just need to ask me. And yeah. because we had established that, like, some – he – I was the first sex worker he'd ever been with. So it was a very new world to him. And, you know, he said, some days it's best for me not to know a thing. And I said, okay, on those days, don't ask me anything. I won't tell you anything. I won't tell you when I go to work. I won't tell you how the party was. I won't tell yeah. you, you know, if the guys were attractive. I won't tell you how much money I made. I won't tell you anything about it. And then some days he was like, you know what? I'm in my head too much. I'm making out these crazy scenarios. Can you just tell me how work was today? And yeah. then I would divulge, you know, whatever he wanted to know. And I found that was a really good line for us to walk. What, mm-hmm. um, Like, don't ask, don't tell. But then, hey, if I ask, like, you will be honest with me. Yes. Um, that worked best for us. And I think if I were to go into an open relationship, I think that kind of idea of, like, some days I want to know how the mm-hmm. sex was. And then some days, like, I just want to pretend that you didn't even see anyone today. Yeah. Um, That's a good boundary to have. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, I just think there are days like that where, like, you don't, you want to be oblivious to it. And then some days yeah. you're like, okay, I'm thinking way too much about it. I'm picturing that, you know, you, she came in your dick 30 times and she, her head game's amazing and I just need to know. You know, like, yeah. sometimes your mind can be your own worst enemy. So,
1: just kind of tacking on to that, I actually have a question for you. So mm-hmm. if you're, you know, he's the one asking you questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do when he's coming to you with questions and you're not in the right headspace to deal with it? Cause sometimes I'll find that, you know, like I'm not, for example, with the, the guy that I'm with, like he's coming to me with questions. Cause I told him I'm working and you know, I'm just not in the headspace to deal with it and to deal with his questions of ins- that are kind of like from stemming from
0: insecurity. So how do you handle that? Hmm. Um, I don't know if I've ever not been in the headspace. Okay. I think there's, I think maybe cause I'm so open that I don't, there's nothing about my work that I wouldn't want to disclose. Is that like, do you feel like you don't want to disclose some things or not what that kind I of- don't
1: want to disclose, but I'm just not in the right headspace to be talking about it at that moment. Like I just, you know, like I maybe I'm tired or maybe I'm just like wanting to have a breather for a moment, but he's like not letting it go. He just wants an answer. Mm. Like have you ever been in that
0: headspace or you're just easy breezy? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think if hmm I think maybe because I'm so open with my partner. Yeah. Um the heads I think the closest thing I could be in a headspace is if I had a bad gig.
1: Is that what you're saying? You don't want
0: to talk about a yeah. bad gig or something? But then I That's guess in example. my situation, like when I have bad gigs, for me, my my mental health, I debrief it. Like I yeah. need to, oh, can you believe what happened? Or I'm so fucking mad. This guy did this. Or, you know, this guy tried not to pay me or blah, blah, blah. blah and he's my sounding board for that. Okay. Um, on that same idea, there's been times where I need to debrief because I'm so annoyed about something and he yeah. doesn't want to hear it. Okay. Because it upset him. That, and then yeah. it's, you know, it's not only was I doing a job that sometimes can be hard for him, but now he's heard that I've had a bad time doing it or someone yeah. did something disrespectful. So then I don't get to, it's it's kind of the same idea, but opposite of what you're saying. In that yeah. makes sense, like you don't want to talk about it and he wants you to, but yeah. I want to talk about it and he doesn't want me to. Okay. Do you know I mean? Like you're still yeah. like, you're not getting what you need. Yeah. So in those times I'll go to a friend. Yeah. You know, I'll, if I know me sharing too much about this, might bother John or in the same way if I had a really good shift, okay? Mm-hmm. And there was a really hot guy there yeah. and, you know, he was like, he kissed my neck during the dance and it made me wet. Okay, let's <laughs> say something that happened. And I'm like, ooh, I'm all excited about it. I know John is not going to want to hear that, but I want to talk about it. So I'll go to a friend and like, the, yeah. dude, guess what happened? Yeah. You know, like, I have that support system. So I guess, like, that wouldn't be helpful to you to, like, be able to debrief to some, if you, because I think, like, Do you, do you want to avoid thinking about it or would it be helpful to debrief to someone who's not going to judge you? Um, it, I guess it is helpful to debrief if you
1: need to. Yeah, for sure. I I totally get where you're coming from for there from that. Um, but it's, for me, it's more sometimes like he's asking me questions and I'm not in the right headspace and then I'm just kind of like, maybe not right now because it's kind of the same thing. Like say with like any friend, when they come up to you with a problem, and maybe you're having a bad day and you have your own stuff going on. And then the friend's trying to, like, vent to you mm-hmm. about her problems. And you're like, sorry, that's her beautiful husky. That's out <laughs> in the background. We
0: well, yeah, yeah, have a third person he's here. He's shaking <laughs> off.
1: Um, yeah, so you're not in the red space, but then they're, like, trying to, like, verbal vomit all their problems mm-hmm. on you. And you're not able to give them what they're wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just kind of, like, saying, like, maybe in that sense um, – just like having those boundaries of right. maybe I'm not in the right headspace right now. Let's not talk about this. Mm-hmm. Let's save this for later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I've been doing.
0: And it doesn't really doesn't, go over so oh well okay, I was him. say him. Yeah, like he you, wants
1: to know right now if mm-hmm. he has a
0: question. Yeah, Right. No, and I totally get what you mean. Cause it's like that, you know, you both have your needs. Like, you know, he, he needs to get this off of his chest and he needs that peace of mind of, of having the answers. And you need some you time where you can digest your night and not, like, relive it by sharing it with someone. And especially, too, if you're not in a place where it's, like, a real safe space to share that, where he's kind of struggling to accept things. Yeah. Then I could gather that sharing that you might be even more hesitant, not only because it might not be you wanting to relive it, but also, like, do I want to relive it and then have someone judge me for it? Yeah. Or it, it start a fight or whatever. Um, and I think... If I were you in a perfect situation, you'd be able to be like, hey, I totally understand that like you, this will help you knowing this, but can we like revisit this tomorrow when I like, you know, debrief from my night, I had a rough night at work or just, you know, maybe having a rule of like, hey, um, I don't want to go over the whole night. It's been like, it's been a long night. I'm feeling whatever you're feeling. Um, What's like the most like pertinent question right now that's on your mind? Can I like give you some peace of mind with that one?
1: You know, because mm-hmm. then you're
0: both, like, you're not just leaving him high and dry and leaving it to his mind to wander because yes. sometimes that can be more dangerous, right? Yeah. Like him thinking the worst-case scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> um, does that make sense? Like, yeah. at least, like And then you find that middle Absolutely. ground of, like, yeah, hey, I've, I've heard you, and I am helping you out offering you this information, but also respect, like, I don't want to get into a huge thing right now. Okay, so last question. Uh, do you have any tips for girls wanting to get into PR slash, slash the sex industry and be in a relationship slash the dating scene? be very clear about your
1: expectations and have your boundaries and stay by them. Don't quit. And like we were kind of saying before, like unless they're going to be paying all your bills and giving you what you were making, Mm -hmm. there's just no point to stop um, Mm -hmm. because they're not providing for you. Then you go and get your bag. Like Mm -hmm. there's just no point. Um, And I guess the other thing I would say is, um, you know, just be careful of, when you are dating, if they're actually interested in you or if they're interested in you because you're a sex worker. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've had, I have had that happen before, like just kind of casually dating. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I kind of was only telling people when I thought it was worth it Mm -hmm. because they kind of put you on this like pedestal of something and it almost makes them have these expectations of, Oh, like she's going to be a porn star in bed oh, like, she's going to be okay if I do this because she does that. And mm-hmm. then they also think, like, okay, so she's a stripper or she's a, you know, whatever. I just tell them stripper because they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they think, okay, so if she's doing that, then it's okay if I'm going to go flirt with this girl
0: or, or if I'm going to go. They start justifying things. They
1: start justifying things. And they, they just kind of have an idea in their head of, you know, what you do and what um, they can get away with. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be aware of that. Cause as we were discussing earlier, it's, it's hard as it is to date. And then, you know, giving that them the information that you are using your sexuality to make money, they can sometimes feel threatened and then just kind of go off on their own tangent
0: of ways to give their masculinity a boost. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No. And I also agree too, when sometimes when guys know you're a sex worker, two other things, they start they can get away with more sexual remarks, more touching, yeah. more inappropriateness. Um, like, they also don't need to respect you. Yes. And they also, I've had many men, like, use me for money or try to because they think you have such disposable income that all of a sudden you're the one paying for dinners or, like, they yeah. think you're going to, like, treat them. They, like, mm-hmm. they legit want you to be, like, their sugar mama. Yeah. I've had a lot of people act like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, friends too like I think when you get in the sex industry like squares start like looking at you like oh well, she has so much money like you're some like d-boy baller that I can like yeah. provide for them so definitely be weary of that too of men yes. like uh, seeing like dollar signs when they hear you're a stripper yeah absolutely um, okay so before I let you go I have um, five little questions for you what is something you've done or tried sexually that you would never try again Hmm, that is
1: an interesting (laughs) question that I'd never try again. Have sex with an ugly guy? (laughs) (laughs) For free. (laughs) Um, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. That's a tough one. Um, I mean, like most things that I've tried,
0: I've been comfortable with. But I'd probably say... um, you is know, there anything you tried that you thought you'd like more than you did? That you're like, oh, this sounds like a good idea. This is gonna be so hot, and then you're like, okay, I'm kinda 69. Overrated. Yes, I, I feel like this is universal. No one talks about it. 69 is not that good, people. It's really God uncomfortable. Damn it, right? And my neck hurts, and I can't concentrate, right? And- Okay, yeah. all I'm thinking is like, okay, like my ass is a little too close. Okay, <laughs> like, hey, I like rim jobs, but like I don't know I'm just like I don't know. I'm starting thinking about that, and then I'm like my arms are hurting if I'm if I'm the one on top. Yes, and then I'm yeah my neck hurts. I can't get like a good like what's yes. it called chicken neck or whatever it's called. Yeah, and then also like I'm not fully enjoying like my pussy getting eaten because I'm thinking about yeah. like am I swirling my tongue the right way right now? <laughs> yes, Sorry. and I will say one thing that I've never heard anybody say out
1: loud, but. Whenever I do sixty-nine, because your nose is facing the other way on a
0: guy, it's not pleasant. No, even if they shower, it doesn't smell good. No, it's still a man's <laughs> they're, asshole, they're, and and straight men, like cis men, are never as clean.
1: Like, no. I swear to
0: God, they aren't.
1: Yeah, you got to scrub your ass, that. <laughs> yeah, and shave
0: it. Not in there. You don't have to go in, but yeah, please wash yeah. it. Yes, and shave your, <laughs> shave your sphincter area. Yeah. <laughs> um What's one thing that you haven't tried sexually but would like to? Hmm, I'm pretty adventurous when it comes to sex,
1: although you know, it's been tough recently <laughs> recently. Um I'd probably be in- well no, I have had a threesome before, so never mind. <laughs> I'd probably be down to do a threesome with two guys. I think that'd be cool. I've never
0: done never done it before, but No, I've never had a threesome with two guys. I've had a lot of threesomes with two girls. Um, and I think threesomes are super overrated. Yeah, it's a hundred percent like two actors in the room and one like guy. <laughs> yeah, but in
1: my mind, I'm I'm thinking you know with two guys like I'm gonna get all the pleasure. So like in my mind, I'm like visualizing that, but yeah. it's probably not gonna be the
0: case. No, they'll still <laughs> jerk themselves offers. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think like a threesome with three girls would be hot. Okay. I just I just don't like I men don't turn me on very easily. Yeah. To be honest. (laughs) Um, What is the kinkiest or strangest sexual encounter you've had?
1: So probably the kinkiest, like, weirdest thing that I can think of is um, I met this guy off Tinder, and I was already drunk, because I was out with my friend, and... um, Lucky him. (laughs) (laughs) We met up. He was drunk, too. (laughs) We'd actually been talking for a while, like, a little bit. It wasn't like a... One time like thing, um, and we ended up going in a couple of drinks, and then we were like so into each other, and um it was just like one of those like sexual chemistry things where, like you need to get yeah, at each other. It. yeah yeah, you just gotta go yeah. um and like we it was really late, and we couldn't get to his place. I can't remember why I was pretty drunk, so i I don't know if I can remember. <laughs> um, we were trying to get to his place, but we ended up going to his friends because it was closer, and um just like on the way, we were stopped right outside his apartment building and we were making out and then I just whipped his dick out and (laughs) gave him a blowjob and there was a window right beside us and the lights were on and I'm pretty sure they saw yeah, You're definitely on Pornhub somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Someone made money off your video. Yeah, probably. <laughs> unfortunately I didn't make money. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well it's probably his best Tinder date, let's be honest.
1: Yeah. We we chatted and met up quite a few times after that, but yeah, he was just not he was a rock climber and totally didn't mesh. Like just kind of like one of those like hippy dippy guys that's like interested in.
0: Oh my god, I went on a date like, with a rock climber guy. What's his name? Uh,
1: fuck. <laughs> <I can't remember.
0: laughs> Good to know. Um, Was it Sam? No. Okay. <laughs>
1: <Not> <laughs> the oh same my god,
0: guy. we went on a date with the same guy. <laughs> also, did not feel chemistry. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're usually pretty boring so yeah <laughs> that's why it didn't last <laughs> <laughs> you were too much room um, what's one thing you don't understand or drives you mad about the opposite sex um
1: so one thing I don't understand about the opposite sex is um why they don't like to talk about their feelings and why they just kind of like let things pet like fester um because I'm I've noticed it with guys is they'll, they'll kind of just let things kind of build up until the point they get angry and then just kind of like blow up. Um, and the other things they just won't talk about their emotions, they'll, you know, you'll ask them how their day is and they'll be like, it's great. Or it's fine. Yes, that communication skills fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I don't want to know that. I want to know, like, whats what's been going on. Like, yeah. how was your day? Like, what did you do? What are your feelings? Like, yeah. what's going on in your head? Yes, talk, for fuck's sakes. Talk, for fuck's <laughs> sakes, yeah. Um, and that's one thing I really appreci- appreciate about my current boyfriend is he actually does explain things. like nowhere near the level that I do, <laughs> but baby he, steps. he's baby uh he, yeah, he's very expressive of what he is feeling and what's going on in his mind. And I really appreciate that because mm-hmm. it's really hard to find that in a guy. it's mm-hmm. It's almost impossible. Um, and then the other thing, I, <laughs> I have a laundry list, yeah and <laughs> um, the other thing that I don't get about men is why. And I guess, you know what? It probably happens with women as well, the same sex. but when you get into a relationship, um, like I don't have experience dating women, so like I can't speak to that. So I'm just speaking on my experience with men. But when you get into a relationship, they will, you know, be this perfect person, and they'll say stuff, and they'll, you know, they'll make it be okay, and have, the relationship's perfect. It's like honeymoon stage, and then once things start to unravel, and you kind of get an idea of the type of person they are, and you say, I'm not okay with this. They'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll fix it. You know, just, it could be anything. It could be like, I don't like you smoking. Mm -hmm. That's just an example. They'll be like, okay, I'll quit. But then later on, they'll just like resent you for it. Mm -hmm. And they'll, you know, they'll stop trying to make you happy with that. They'll just be like, oh, she wants me to quit smoking. I'm going to go smoke.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It's happened to me in multiple relationships. And I've I realize that's a toxic thing but that's one thing that I don't understand mm-hmm. because I'm not like that what you see is what you get mm-hmm. and I'm sure it happens with
0: women and in- Relationships with women too but I
1: don't have experience
0: with that. So. <laughs> yeah. I think it, yeah, it goes back to communication. Like someone who is capable of proper honest communication mm-hmm. if you ask them hey I don't like this about you there'd be a discussion where like hey that's something that I'm probably not going to quit doing. Yeah. You know like I'm Just I be think, honest. Yeah.
1: yeah. So then that way you guys can choose what you want to do moving forward. Yeah. Whether you want to compromise that and you know
0: kiss a smoker. Ugh, kiss an ashtray. <laughs> kiss an ashtray <laughs> or
1: whether you want to be like you know what, I, I can't continue this, this relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, and stop wasting each other's time.
1: Yeah, and I think that comes with just maturity too because now 100%. I don't fuck with people that are like that because yeah. I know, I know yeah. what's
0: up. Before I let you go, if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say?
1: Oh my God, I'm not a good celebrity. I can't speak, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I would say hire me and pay me to be your stripper (laughs) and pay me well and treat your sex workers with respect and tip them. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Tip them. Strippers love tippers. Yeah. And stop asking for our phone
1: numbers
0: (laughs) Uh, or free shit. Awesome. So that's it for this episode. Where can people find you?
1: Um, So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at little miss and it's spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E.
0: Perfect. And as always, make sure to subscribe on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. And review and give me all the stars. And you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatiff or email me at 50 tip at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me today, Helena. Yeah, and thanks for listening and happy hoeing. Bye. Bye.